Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and today is a glorious, glorious day. Football is back. It is upon us as the Bills take on the L.A. Rams. I'm, of course, your host, John June. And, of course, this guy right here, that's Greg Penniman. Greg? Always got to remember to go the opposite way, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if it's I, the same for you. but Well, you know, it is. I, I, I like, you know what? I was like, my, my instinct was to go that way. So uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to go that way. So I went that way. <laughs> if everybody doesn't know what we're talking about, <clears throat> we are here live on YouTube, Twitch, yes, Twitter. So if you want to, if you don't want to miss out on all the fun stuff that happens behind the scenes, which you can't really see if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and any other podcast platform that you pretty much find us on, then you you, you got to get on YouTube and you got to see like these facial expressions, right? Like, word, word. You know, got to so, see the, the merch that we got, the, the the whole background for John. Like it's, it's amazing. Got to see it live. And then you got to play the game. Where is Greg? <laughs> Facts it could be anywhere. <laughs> I'm a nomad he could be out here. Recording from anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Live from SoFi Stadium next to you. Know. <laughs> we got Greg Penman on the ground. Uh, <laughs> NFL season over. Um, but no, all jokes aside, we appreciate y'all tapping in and uh you know watching us talk about some fancy football and talk about some um you know some some uh some of these games with these lines and you know greg we're in new york and sports online sports betting is now legal and so true. therefore like very we can, true we can put our money where i'm out this you know this fact. Like, i did did better josh allen anytime touchdown tonight with the mm-hmm. with the cooper cup so uh yeah put that in sure you know thought he was gonna get two so you know i don't want to get too bold put it you know we want to be smart when we're gambling so definitely definitely want to be smart there um sorry i'm i told greg i'm like mid-draft right now so if you see me like tilting over here that's probably why but don't worry i only got two picks left and because this is the latest draft i think i've ever done in my life just hours before nfl kickoff i will end the draft with a kicker and a defense greg oh yeah please please do that (laughs) (laughs) um all right so let's let's move on here uh Oh, wait. Sorry, I'm on the clock. But this isn't time for that. I got to be a professional. I got to be able to make my draft picks and be able to, you know, talk fantasy with y'all at the same time because I am a professional. So we're going to get down to business. We've got the 1 p.m. games, which we're breaking down. We have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling. Oh, actually, Pittsburgh traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a 44 and a half point total where the uh, the Steelers here are six and a half point underdogs. Six and a half point underdogs. Greg. At um, at on home. Road, sorry. I mean, on the road, on the road. Yeah, See, Greg, right, Greg's right. out here messing me up. So yeah, because of the <laughs> banner, you know, that's all <laughs> it says. Verse, you know, uh, it, you know, yeah, the verse. We don't have a verse means you're 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 on you know you're playing at home right ah uh, yeah that yeah yeah means you're you're going on the road gotcha, but gotcha. I got an Excel for I just behind the scenes we don't have a producer right 
I'm I'm basically the producer here. Uh, and so I had to make an Excel formula to to really to see what you put, see what's in front of you right now. You know, con, little concatenate action. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. So because I wasn't going to sit here and type every team. So it was either that and make it verse across the board. Or I was gonna sit here and type them, and I wasn't gonna do that. So versus, you get this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the game, though. There's possible thunderstorms in this game here, uh, as the the Bengals take on the Steelers. Uh, there is supposed to be rain before, but possible thunderstorms during the game. In terms of the injuries, Pittsburgh on the Pittsburgh side, Deontay Johnson, he is limited. Uh, or he was limited with a shoulder injury. Uh, so I think he's on track to play, but just, you know, be mindful of that. Of course, uh, on the Cincinnati side, they're okay for the most part. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under just because of the, the um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers where I think, will you know, they might struggle a little bit offensively. And then obviously Cincinnati uh, having this, uh, you know, you know, being this, this potential thunderstorms here in Cincinnati. So, with that, I'm taking the under, but I am going to take the Bengals to cover six and a half. I'm going to take the Bengals to win uh, this game. Uh, for the Cincinnati side, Joey B, um, you know, top 10 quarterback option for me. Um, you know, again, the weather, slightly concerned, but you started, you, you drafted Joey B, you're going to start him. Uh, Chase is a wide receiver one. Higgins, a high-end wide receiver two. Um, Boyd is a deep flex play. Joe Mixon and RB2 with RB1 upside. And then Hayden Hurst, your stream of the week, Greg, he's definitely a streamable option for sure. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, Najee, volume-based RB1. Deontay Johnson, a, a wide receiver two for me in this in this matchup. And then, you know, Chase Claypool, uh, George Pickens, they're both deep flex options. Uh, I don't think you have to play them in this game, uh, particularly in week one. Um, but I would go Pickens over Claypool, uh, but obviously we have to wait and see. That's just kind of what we think right now. And then Firemouth is a low-end uh, tight end one for me, but that's that's all I got. I'm going to go with the under here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover, but Cincinnati to win. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much agreeing with you in most points, definitely for the Cincinnati side, Joe Burrow, and the, the wide receivers definitely have a good matchup here. Uh, definitely a, a weak secondary, I think, in in uh, Pittsburgh, so the the trio of receivers should all be get a little bump here. Um, you're starting all of them, Jamar and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, uh, and yeah, Hayden Hurst definitely should have some value. As I've said, stream of the week. Uh, hopefully, this is a start where he gets you know close to six targets, seven targets. Um, and on the oh, Joe Mixon, you already know, fire him up. Uh, that's automatic RB one, top you know top ten play every week, especially with the volume and especially with the weather. Uh, and, it's, and we're looking to see. A positive game script for them, so Joe Mixon should get a lot of volume. Pittsburgh on Pittsburgh side, I agree with you as well. Najee Harris, um, definitely volume-based RB1. He's going to get his talk touches, especially in the passing game. Those receptions, especially in PPR league, you love that. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is probably going to do a lot some, some dump offs this year for sure. Um, Deontay Johnson definitely don't like his matchup in this one. I mean, but you know he, you know he's going to get volume. Uh, so yeah, I think he's still. I think still a top 30 play, but I have him as a low end wide receiver too. Uh, and Pat Fryer low end tight end one value in this one. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, that was nice and easy here. Uh, yeah. you know, start with these 1 p.m. games. You know, gotta start come out the, the gate a little 
little uh, steady there. So the next game we got up, the 0-0 Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to Detroit to take on the 0-0 Detroit Lions. This game has a 48.5 point total where the Philadelphia Eagles are 3.5 point road favorites here. Um, In terms of the, the weather, this game is in a dome, so we don't have to worry about that. In terms of injuries, the Eagles are okay. Um, but on the Detroit side, it seems like offensive linemen. I'm going to give this one a try, Greg. Hala Puluvati <laughs> Vaitai. Okay. Um, I believe they call him Big V, former, Big Philadelphia, v. former Philadelphia Eagle. He's on injured reserve with a back injury. So, um, you know, that's definitely going to be, uh, you know, somewhat of a downgrade to the to the Lions offensive line. I'm not sure how long he's been dealing with this injury or if this is something that they've been managing. Um, you know, so definitely something to keep an eye on as we head into this game, Greg. But where are you at with this game here? I'm going to take the under in this one. I'm taking Philly to cover, though, and Philly to win. I just think Philly, from all aspects of the game, is, is a better team here. Uh, I think Hurt season, again, should be in full effect, should be in very strong, got a favorable matchup at all the skill positions. Uh, Detroit, we know last year, was just bottom of the league in defending against the run, bottom of the league in defending against the wide receivers, matchups, and fantasy. So give a bump to Miles Sanders. He looks like he's ready to go. Uh, I think he's a, a strong RB2 here. Um, A.J. Brown, wide receiver one. Devontae Smith, I think it's a, a, a good bump here, especially with his favorable matchup. Uh, and Dallas Goddard, of course, with a high and tight end one for me. Uh, I think top six, seven play. Um, so, yeah, I'm loving the Eagles offense here, playing them, start them all. Detroit side, uh, it's kind of similar to like last year, you know, Swift, Hawkinson, uh, and Mamra St. Brown. Now we're adding that into the mix. Uh, I think he's uh, high in our – he's in the wide receiver two range for me. Uh, I think Hawkinson gets that bump with the matchup. Eagles definitely last year was – uh, they were solid defense, but definitely the tight end position was one to attack uh, for against Philly. So I think that continues this year with uh, T.J. Hawkinson. So he's a tight end one play for me. Yeah, I, on the uh, you know I'm gonna take the actually take the over here. I think Detroit, you know they they can provide a little gas here. So I'm gonna take the over, but I will take Philly to cover three and a half. Uh, I almost took Detroit to cover this three and a half, man. I really did, uh, just because they fight, man. They got so much they grit. Fight. They do fight, man. <laughs> Some of those games last year really just went bounced the other way for them. Uh, and those could have been wins. Definitely could have been wins there, but I'm going to take the Eagles to cover, Eagles to win here. On the Detroit side, I think Swift is an RB2 with RB1 upside. Uh, Philly defense, they got, they're got they strong versus the run, but you know Swift should make his plays in the pass game. Uh, Jared Goff will, will have some good weeks, but I, I don't necessarily know if this is one of the ones I want to bet on. So, um, no. I mean, it is – from a DFS perspective, you could probably talk yourself into it. Three and a half point dogs. I mean, at home, you could kind of talk yourself into playing Jared Goff, but I'm not I mean, going to be. If he's if he's like he's probably one of the cheapest plays, so really, I don't know because I wasn't, he's that. not in my player pool. I have no, no idea. There you go. There you go. So, but you know, I'm just like we always say. There's two sides to you. You, you could always convince yourself of something. Some of these things sometimes, um, but. I don't love, you know, the matchup for St. Brown naturally, um, but this week, given a, you know the tough matchup, he should see a lot of targets though. So that's the part that I'm I'm really interested in. So if, when you consider that, he's a wide receiver three with upside for more for me. Definitely has, you know, upside. I'm curious to see how his role plays out in Week One. You know, last year the narrative was like, oh well, 
He did all of that at the end of the stretch at the you know the stretch of last season with no Hawkinson, no Swift. But the fact that he was capable of doing that, yeah, with all the think, attention on him, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. all that being said, I, I think that he he will take a dip in 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 some aspect, but you know he'll definitely be able to provide some upside for sure. Uh, and again, you could you could definitely most you could most definitely try out Hawkinson. Um, you know, I, Philly was a good matchup for tight ends year over the year. Uh, you know, when I look at the last four weeks though, they, they were uh, one of the better teams in guarding the tight end position. So, you know, Hawk's going to get volume there. So definitely yeah. one of those things where you're going to start them uh, on the Philly side. Absolutely love Jalen hurts this week. You know, he's a top four quarterback option for me this week going against Detroit. Love his weapons and AJ Brown, who's a wide receiver one, and Devonte Smith, who's a wide receiver two, and then you you hit it right on the head. I think me and you are on the same page. Goddard, he is the tight end seven for me this week. So yeah. love him as a top seven option. Miles Sanders an RB two, but I definitely definitely would stash Kenneth Gainwell on your bench ahead of the game, whether you roster Miles Sanders or not. So keep yeah. that in mind. If he's out there floating on waivers, just take a look. Don't drop anybody crazy if you're in a shallow league and he just happens to be out there. But if you're one of those, you know, 12 team, two flex leagues and, you know, he's he might be floating out there. So, you know, definitely one of those guys I would consider uh, yeah. moving on to the next matchup. And this line has shifted a little bit, but you, you guys are going to get what I got when I typed it in here. Sorry. Um, not sorry. Anyway, we got the 0-0 zero zero Indianapolis Colts traveling to Houston. They take on a 0-0 zero zero Houston Texans. This game has a 45.5-point total where the Indianapolis Colts are 8.5-point road favorites. It's a lot of points. Um, in terms of the weather here, this game actually the, found this out. I probably did know this, but the Texans have a retractable roof. I've always thought this game was in a dome, but then I saw that there's a sun and there's weather. I was like, oh, they must have a retractable roof. So this game's being played in a dome, but they're going to open the roof because it's supposed to be nice weather. So weather's wow. okay. Yeah. Houston, on in terms of injuries, they're okay. Uh, on the Indianapolis side, big news for them. Linebacker, formerly known as Darius Leonard, currently known, and I guess previously known as Shaquille Leonard, Shaq Leonard, is a full participant after sitting out most of training camp with a back injury. So looks like he's ready to play. That's huge for the Indy defense. He's one of the best linebackers in football, uh, one of the best playmakers in football. So, you know, he, having him out there is definitely, you know, big for them. Uh, in terms of this game here, I'm thinking we get a sneaky AFC shot, AFC South shootout here. Like Houston to cover eight and a half. I'll even take him to cover seven and a half, honestly. Um, Indy to win the game. Ultimately, because it's just how I think it has to go in the AFC South on the Houston side. Curious to see Davis Mills in this one. He's he's you know he's definitely a guy that uh, got some respect last year after his performance for the Texans. Uh, I think he's startable in two quarterback leagues. He's a QB two. That's about it. But he's definitely a guy that I think will be on the streaming radar as the year goes on. Uh, Brandon Cooks, high end wide receiver two with definite wide receiver one upside. Nico Collins, an interesting interesting name as somebody I'm watching ahead of this game. Have him as a wide receiver four, but less, you know, let's see what happens when he when he gets this, if he gets the target share that, you know, we that we would like to see, you know, somewhere in the 18 to 22 percent. I would put him in, in solid wide receiver two territory and a team on a team that's that'd be trailing for a lot, 
of the time. So see how that goes. And then the, the most popular man in fantasy right now, Damian Pierce. <laughs> for it, yo. Facts, uh, man. I got him down as an RB3 flex option for me this week. Uh, Rex Burkhead, a desperation RB3 in PPR leagues with the potential game script. I'm fingers crossed on that one because I'm starting Rex Burkhead in the league. I don't even want to talk Ooh. about it. But um, <laughs> Brevin Jordan, interesting tight end dart throw that you can take. On the indie side, it's real simple. Jonathan Taylor, the RB1 yes. this week. Yes. Matt Ryan, a QB2. Uh, Mike, Michael Pittman Jr., a high-end wide receiver too. That's really it for me on that side. But, again, I think this game could shoot out. So if you if you want to play some DFS, you want to get some action on this game, Paris Campbell and or Alec Pierce, um, definitely cheap options that you could look to in, in DraftKings. So, you know, two guys that I like, you know, potentially season-long. Uh, but I think just are outside of, of our of our frame of mind here in week one week one redraft leagues. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the under here still. I'm I do like Houston to cover though, uh, for sure. Um, definitely a, a big home underdog that could you know make do something here. But I'm taking Indy to win. Uh, do like Davis Mills. I mean, like I like the intrigue of him. Um, I'm gonna wait and see more for a lot of Houston players, except Brandon Cooks, obviously. Uh, definitely a side of play uh, as a wide receiver too for me. Um, maybe not the most favorable matchup, but he, the volume is there. He's gonna get what he's gonna get. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a dog. Uh, other than that, definitely intrigued about Damian Pierce. Uh, the you know versus Rex Burkhead, how that split's gonna be, uh, how their roles are gonna be. Uh, I still am waiting see mode for for everybody again against Brandon Cooks on the indie side. Uh, definitely love the matchup here for Matt Ryan um, against Houston. Uh, I think he's definitely startable. I think he can give you a low in QB one week actually, uh, especially if they don't go too ahead and then rely on the run game in the second half. But if it's close, we think Houston's on the cover. Matt Ryan, I think is you know low in QB one. Pittman wide receiver one season. I think he's gonna be here. Uh, starts here. Paris Campbell, I think has some low end flex value. And of course, JT, I agree with you. He is the number one running back in the league for this week. Uh, the matchup is just too juicy. If there was someone I want to bet two plus touchdowns, like it would be JT this week. Like that's what I want. On that mute. Ah, uh, yes, one one. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. J JT. To score a touchdown is like the easiest bet I think you can make in week one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why it's like minus 240. And for yep. those at home, that's why you got for that too. You got, yeah, two. Two is a yeah. nice one. You know, uh, <laughs> there was the five five touchdown game against Buffalo last year. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Ho we're gonna, hopefully, we get another one of those. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right around like fantasy playoff time, too. Oh, man. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're knocked out by that. Um, moving <laughs> on to the next one. We've got the 0-0 zero zero <laughs> New Orleans Saints traveling to Atlanta to take on the 0-0 zero zero Atlanta Falcons. This game has a 42.5-point total. The New Orleans Saints are 5.5-point road favorites here. This game is in a dome, so no concerns of weather. Uh in terms of injuries, Atlanta wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, Drake London, he's a limited participant dealing with a knee, but it seems like he's making a comeback from this knee injury that he suffered, uh, I think, like week two of the preseason. So this was mostly precautionary. Seems like he's on track to play, especially if he can get a full practice in. Uh, on the Saints side, they have an injured wide receiver of their own in Michael Thomas, 
Uh, he was limited with a hamstring, but again, also seems like he's he's potentially on track to play here. Greg, where are you at with this game here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Saints to cover and the Saints to win. Uh, I think this is another matchup where the Saints are just, you know, the better team uh, on their side. Man, famous Jameis, keep banging the drum, man. Sleeper of the year season begins here. Uh, you know, historically has killed the Falcons in the past. Uh, he's averaged over, you know, the last five games against the Falcons, averaged over uh, 3.2 passing touchdowns uh, against them. So he's definitely, you know, in a great matchup here. I think he's, you know, got better weapons this year with uh, Michael Thomas being there. Marquez Callaway or Alvin Kamara, I think, is a high in RB1 uh, for me, top five play. Uh, another guy who think I think can get uh, into the end zone for sure because, um, you know, Atlanta, not a very good team defensively last year, and we, we talked about especially against the run. Uh, Michael Thomas probably will see a lot of A.J. Terrell. I do uh, like him as a defender, as a corner, um, and, you know, he's he is coming off, you know, one of his first games uh, in, a, in a while, so uh, I think could be not too reserved on him. I think he's still a top 30 play. I just think he's in the low-end wide receiver two, uh, three category. Um, so Jarvis Landry, I think, is a slight bump um, because of the the treatment that Michael Thomas might get. I think he gets to uh, see some targets. Michael Thomas is, uh, I think, target share will increase as the season goes on for sure. Uh, and on Atlanta side, Kyle Pitts, I pissed the fool. I'm here for it. Let's, it begins right now. And Cordell Patterson, those are the guys I'm looking at um, to make an impact on, on fantasy. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. Something about the AFC South and the NFC South, man. Those those two divisions, they, they'd like to play close games here. So uh, I'm going to take, you know, the, the like I said, the Falcons to cover five and a half. Uh, the total's too low, in my opinion. So I'm definitely taking yeah, the over. 42 and a half seems kind of low. I agree. Um, you know, I know Drew Brees and Matt Ryan aren't playing, but. 42 and a half. I mean, I don't no, know. This is um, James put some numbers now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, James put some numbers. I mean, I feel like Arthur Smith, you know, can put up some numbers. Put I mean, some numbers for the other team in the past. Like, you know, you never know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jameis can hit the over by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Um, on the Atlanta side, yeah, Kyle Pitts, is, he is my tight end six. Probably not where you would how as high as you would want him to be considering where we were probably drafting him, but that's where he, he landed in the rankings this week, obviously has upside for more. Uh, I love Drake London, the player. I don't particularly love him this week with the matchup. You know, he's, he's probably going to see Marshawn Lattimore, mm. uh, one of the best corners in football. Uh, so, you know, or does Lat or does Lattimore try to play on Kyle Pitts at times? I don't know how it's going to go. We'll see how it goes. I honestly don't even know what you do. If you're the Saints in that situation, um, or just anybody trying to cover Kyle Pitts, but anyway, Marshawn Lattimore is he going to end up on Drake London? Nah, for what Mike Evans does to uh, <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore, I don't want anyone taller than six four three over <laughs> on Marshawn I mean, Lattimore. That's, that's they, get e- they get each other. They get they each do. other. I mean, there was the time that you know the infamous zero game when Marshawn true, true, shut, true. Out, shut out Mike true. Evans. Oh, so man. Oh, it man. goes both ways. They both get their licks in every now and then, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am playing Drake London in a couple of leagues just cause I, I kind of need, I'm banking on the volume there. Um, so I, you know, it's kind of where I'm going. I'm leaning towards Cordell Patterson, RB three territory for me. The saints are, you know, they're good against running backs, but Cordell Patterson's obviously using a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yahoo took away the wide receiver eligibility, but he pretty much was 
wide receiver, and they very well may use him as a slot receiver at times this year, especially without, without Calvin Ridley. And like again, I asked Greg to name another wide receiver on Atlanta's depth chart. <laughs> he said Russell Gage. That man signs with signed with Tampa in like March. So it's clear that there's not many passing <laughs> options here. So Cordell Patterson, I think, can can oh. can definitely come through as a RB three. On the New Orleans side, we both like Jameis this week as a streamable option. <clears throat> so fire that up. Alvin Kamara, RB1 for sure. Uh, I, I definitely agree with, with some of your assessment with A.J. Terrell. He's definitely a lockdown corner. Michael Thomas, though, spends – you know, they, they move him inside a decent amount. I'm not sure if A.J. Terrell, you know, is one to follow inside. Um, you know, I, I don't have any cornerback data in front of me right now that, you know, would tell me one way or the other. But Michael Thomas – I do agree that he is a wide receiver two on the low end. I've got him as the wide receiver 22 this week. So that, that is a wide receiver two um, in his first game back. I actually lean. I mean, I'm, you know me, Greg, I'm all about upside. Plus you love Jarvis Landry. So I'm not even, yeah. I, I'm actually yeah. a lave greater <laughs> sign Jarvis Landry. Like if I had to stash one of these guys on my, on my bench, right. Like I'll probably stash a lave cause he's got this enormous upside and you know, him being a deep ball receiver playing with Jameis, yeah, but I'm not playing them in this game outside of like maybe DFS, but that's it. Um, let's move on to the next game. We got, yes, by the way, I don't think we hit any outside of like we didn't touch on it when we broke down Thursday night football. Um, but we got some revenge games. We always we talk about the revenge games, but we, we got a decent amount in week one, uh, and and a few of them, three. Three to be exact, off the top of my head, involve quarterbacks, and this is the first one where we have the zero and zero Cleveland Browns traveling to Carolina to take on the zero and zero Baker Mayfield led Carolina Panthers. This game has a forty one and a half point total, where the Panthers are two and a half point favorites. It, there is possible thunderstorms during this game, so something to keep an eye on on the in terms of injuries. On, on the Cleveland side, uh, on Wednesday, defensive end Jadavian Clowney was a DMP with an illness and an elbow. Not sure of his practice status as of Thursday, but definitely something to monitor there on the Cleveland defensive side. Obviously, you know, Miles Garrett is still there and healthy, and so he's a great player. So, they, you know, they should be okay, and their, their secondary is pretty good. But we'll get to that in a little bit. On the, on the uh, Carolina side, fullback. Giovanni Richie, we don't discriminate on this show. You're going to get injury reports for offensive linemen. Yes, sir. They're Anchors. important. Hey, man. Hey, it all adds up. It These, does. It all, it all could make the difference in, you know, hitting the total or hitting the over. Yeah. Or, you know. When you mentioned the Detroit Lions, one of the their start, they they weak, weak at line, uh, old linemen. They drafted the old linemen. He's out. I mean, they're still weak, I'm assuming. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's going to be good for Eagles defense. Definitely mushroom week. Yeah, definitely. Greg plugging the stream of the week. There we go. <laughs> um, so moving on, Greg, why don't you tell us where you're at? Or no, I'm supposed to tell you where I'm at. Yes, sir. You did the last one, so I'm gonna do this one here. So we've got the uh, I'm taking the under here, taking Carolina to cover, taking Carolina to win on the Carolina side. Uh, CMC, he is my RB2 this week, uh, the RB2 for me. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a quarterback two i mean i we could get all caught up in like the, the revenge game and all this stuff but 
Yeah. I'm not playing Baker. Like, I'm not going to. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're not getting cute that much. In a two-quarterback league, it might be a variable, but, yeah. Um. Anyway, DJ Moore, a high-end wide receiver three. Uh, I know that's 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 your bust this year, Greg. He was a guy I strongly considered, uh, and I think that it starts out slow from the gate. Uh, on the Cleveland side, Nick Chubb, an RB1 for sure, Kareem Hunt, an RB3. Amari Cooper, I've got him down as a wide receiver three. And David Njoku, I have him down as a top 10 tight end option this week. I uh, like that. Who did you say you would talk yourself into talk, uh, playing? Was it Jared Goff? Or something yes, like that? I said in DFS, I would talk myself into – I could talk myself into playing Jared Goff. I would play Jared Goff. Play, over, I would play Jared Goff. Over Baker, Baker, make a little – okay. Just, that was the question. Yeah, yeah we're good. For me, I'm going to go with the under, taking Carolina to cover, also taking Carolina to win. I, I'm pretty much with you on all, all your assessments here uh, on the Cleveland side. Do love Nick Chubb, uh, like Kareem Hunt as well. It's both playable, especially for PPR leagues. Um, and as far as the receiver, Mark Cooper, I think he's a, a wide receiver, low end wide receiver two, a high end wide receiver three. Um, you just we'll see how how it works out with, with Baker here. I think he's going to get the most targets on the team, so that hope for sure. You um, mean Jacoby Brissett? Jacoby Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm living in yeah, right from Baker. Yeah, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett will still yeah give him a decent amount of targets. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how this tight end situation works out. Um, if Cleveland's going to still, you know, still play at like two tight end sets, is one going to get the target share between Harrison Bryan and David Njoku? Um, on Carolina side, totally agree with you as well. CMC, uh, you're playing him top three play every week. Um, this is, you know, his his revenge tour from the last season of being hurt. I think he's going to prove to everyone, you know, why he's one of the top running backs in the league. Uh, DJ Moore, I think he's a slight bump down, uh, but I still have him as a uh, high and wide receiver three, you know, flex play. I think he's still playable there in that area. Um, I still would play him over Robbie Anderson uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I thought we made it pretty clear. DJ Moore is the only part of this pass yeah. game yeah, yeah, yeah. that we want that's not yeah. Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we, we're, we don't want to tie ourselves too much to this pass offense. Um, but it should be look, man, Baker's going to be lit. Like, he's going to be tucked yes, up. He's going to be amped up. You're so, right. I'm ex- like, and I'm somebody who I actually like Baker Mayfield. So, you know, I'm kind of rooting for him in this situation. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Um, moving on to another revenge game. We've got the 0-0 Baltimore Ravens traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on a 0-0 New York Jets, where this game is a 44.5 point total. And Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are six-and-a-half-point favorites against Mr. Elite himself, Joe Flacco, and the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of whether this game is okay, in terms of injuries, the big one to note, J.K. Dobbins, he's limited. He's been limited uh, with the knee injury. Lamar Jackson had a little bit of a Freudian slip the other day, and they were asking him about J.K. and how does he look. And he said, oh, he's looking good, better and better each day. Hopefully we can get him out there in a couple weeks. Read into that what you would, but when I hear that, it sounds like we got pretty good intel from the starting yeah, franchise quarterback. quarterback player. Yeah, he knows what's going on in the front, front office and yeah, the health issues of everybody. And he's probably personally checking on these players. So, like, yeah. 
I mean, he yeah. got the game plan, right? He yeah. got the game plan. He got the game plan. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't pretty involved. <laughs> he knows what's up. Right. Um, for the New York Jets side, they got some injuries of their own. As I mentioned, the elite Joe Flacco, I say that tongue-in-cheek because if you don't remember, Joe Flacco declared himself elite and demanded that the Ravens pay him $20 million, which was the going market. Sounds pretty cheap right now. It was going. To, it was the going market for quarterbacks back then. Was. They said, win a Super Bowl, and we'll give you the $20 million. And then Joe Flacco went out and won a Super Bowl, and then the Ravens were stuck having to start Joe Flacco for the <laughs> next five years after that. But then they, they helped themselves by drafting Lamar Jackson with the 32nd in 2018. It so it all worked out. But now, you know, Zach Wilson, who was drafted number two overall, is out with a knee injury, presumably for the next few games. And so Joe Flacco gets to start. Dwayne Brown, this one is concerning if you're a Jets fan, which there aren't many of us except for me wearing this Jets hat here on this podcast talking to y'all folks. Uh, Dwayne Brown was a DMP yesterday and today with a shoulder injury. If you don't know, Dwayne Brown was the tackle that the Jets signed to replace Makai Becton, who suffered a season-ending knee injury uh, the second week in a training camp. So Jets probably are in a little bit of trouble on the on the offensive line when it comes to the tackle position. Greg, now that I've made that plate for you, go ahead. Tell us what you got. I'm going to take the under, but definitely taking Baltimore to cover. Uh, Baltimore to win. Uh, I think this is going to be kind of ugly here. Uh, possibly, um, you know, I think Joe Flacco, if I'm not mistaken, he hasn't won a start in like 14 games or something like that. That's, that's a long time. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna, uh, you have Baltimore defense on your team. That's, 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 you know, scary. I think that's a good play right there. It's probably one of the plays of the week, starts of the week. If we had one at the defensive, uh, position, um, Lamar Jackson, QB one, uh, I like the, you know, the running game here is going to be intriguing, you know, no, no JK, uh, Picked up Kenyon Drake this uh, this morning, actually, or this afternoon. Uh, there's Mike Davis in the background. So I think they're both going to share touches. Um, I think they're both going to be involved here. I think they're probably both in, you know, a low-end RB2 category for me. Uh, but Lamar is here is probably going to be the best running back of the day. Uh, Mark Andrews, high and tight in one. Um, and on the Jets side, uh, I think it's going to be tough here. If you, you know, uh, I'm definitely believing in Brees Hall, but I think this is not the week to, to fire him up. Uh, just right away, um, you know, Michael Carter, I think will probably get most of the touches, but will he be, you know, productive in those touches? Pro- probably not too much. Uh, still probably have him as like a top 30 play. So he, he's, he's there for me, low in uh, RB2, um, high in RB3 category. And that's about it for me. Elijah Moore, I think is also playable, um, but I would reserve, you know, this is just not the week for all Jets skill position players, and it's going to get bad. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover. I'm going to take Baltimore to win the game. On the Baltimore side, Lamar is my quarterback five. Uh, Mark Andrews is my tight end three. I don't think Dobbins goes, which obviously we've been saying all week, but which would make Mike Davis and RB2, I think, and Kenny Drake and RB3. I just think Mike Davis probably has the edge over Kenny Drake just because he's been with the team basically since, you know, the draft and whatnot. Mm. So uh, 
you know, I think that he that probably gets most of the workload, but Kenyon Drake will fill in and get, and, you know, RB3, uh, some RB3 value this week. I think Rashad Bateman, he's a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Um, you know, the you know, the Jets have gotten stronger defensively. They, you know, they got some corners, they upgraded at corner. So I think it probably could make it a little tough, but I, I think this is a day that where the, the Jets who were bottom, a bottom run defense last year, uh, the Baltimore does whatever they can to, to expose that part of the game. Um, on the Jets side, I actually, and this was, I wrote this before I knew about the Dwayne Brown injury. So again, this could affect that, but I really like a lot more this week. I think he has wide receiver one upside. I say that because Baltimore was really bad against, they were really bad against wide receivers last year. They were really bad at the end of last year as a defense. They did have a lot of injuries. Uh, Marcus Peters, there's no guarantee he can go. They still have Marlon Humphrey, who he's a good player, but uh, the Jets are going to scheme up ways to get Elijah Moore the football. So I think just be, that is that being considered, he he has you know some high upside this week. Uh, Corey Davis, I think you know given the game script, has some sneaky you know upside as a, as a wide receiver, a wide receiver three as well, and then. I agree with your assessment, Brees Hall. I'm not – this isn't the week that I – you know, I'm in wait and see mode with Brees Hall, and, and that's why it's tough, right, because, you know, he was going off the board as like a fourth-round pick, and, you know, typically mm-hmm. I'm all over that price. Yeah, I was willing to pay for pay it for JT. I was willing to pay it for – um, yeah, or for Najee Harris. So, like, you know, it, it – but when it comes to Brees Hall, it, it's tough because you don't really know what the workload is going to be like, and we want to start out strong in week one. So mm-hmm. I think if you're in a PPR league, Michael Carter makes some sense because he will get some of those catches, some of those receptions, uh, which makes him valuable in a PPR league, even if he doesn't score a touchdown. So, and then Tyler Conklin, my stream of the week, uh, I think he's, he's, he's got some uh, upside given the matchup, but yeah, do like that it, could, it could get ugly, man. I'm re- like after the, I was a little bit more optimistic before the offensive tackle injury, but now with the offensive tackle injury, I'm a little concerned. So, um, anyways, let's move on to an AFC East matchup. We've got the 0-0 New England Patriots traveling to Miami to take on the 0-0 Miami Dolphins. This game has a 46.5-point total where the Miami Dolphins are 2.5-point favorites. There's rain expected in this game. I feel like it's Miami. I feel like New England's always yeah. playing Miami in week one, and it's always raining. Yeah. Anyway. For the Miami side, in terms of injuries, uh, running back Chase Edmonds, he was a limited participant with a groin injury. Jalen Waddle, he was a limited participant with a quad injury. Miles Gaskin, a limited participant with a neck injury. Salvin Ahmed, a limited participant with a heel injury. For the New England side, Ty Montgomery, he was limited with a knee injury. Jacoby Myers, limited with a uh also a knee injury, and then Isaiah Wynn, he's questionable. I know he's been dealing with some injuries since the start of training camp. And this is the first time in the history of this podcast that I've ever gone and collected the injury report, Greg, and the injury list was longer for the opponent than it was for the Patriots. That is a first. Yeah, that is that is a first, actually. Oh, man, for sure. <laughs> Tom Brady was just penciled him in every week, and then you just add on from there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but in terms of this game here, I did not. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. My notes almost messed me up here. In terms of this game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Miami to cover 
I'm going to take Miami to win. Uh, on the Miami side, Tua, he's a QB1 for me this week. Uh, Tyreek Hill in the top five of wide receivers. Jalen Waddle in my top eight. Um, so I really like that pass offense on the Miami side. Chase Edmonds, a high-end RB2 with some RB1 upside. And I think Raheem Mostert has value as an RB3 as well. Uh, for the Patriots, I'm out on everyone except the running backs. <laughs> and in that instance, I'm going to play Ramondre over Damian Harris. For me, I'm going to take the under. This was close to call. I'm, I'm going to just take New England cover and New England to win. I don't know how they win, but they find a way to win. Um, I agree with you, though, on their side. Run the game is where they're going to make their money. Uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, I think, are in the top 30 of plays, but I do lean to Ramondre Stevenson. I think they start to to show that, you know, he's uh, going to be one in, in the pecking order, kind of. Uh, on Miami side, I do like Tua. Uh, do like Tyreek Hill. Um, I also like Chase Edmonds as well. Uh, I think all three of those guys are, are definitely playable. Uh, you're starting them. Uh, I think it's tough for Mike Secchi this year. I think he's definitely a, a well, not even, yeah, a guy that's going to be considered, yeah, considering. So, um, yeah, that's about it for me. Sorry, I made this crazy facial expression. <laughs> I made this crazy facial expression when when Greg brought up Mike Gusecki. But I have to say, and if you listen to this pod, and Greg, you know me, you're probably confused. Like, why is John making that face? He loves Mike Gusecki. I absolutely love Mike Gusecki. <laughs> but everything that we've been hearing out of Miami is that they don't want Mike Gusecki. That, you know, they, they were willing to let him walk in free agency. I think they caught some wind that some teams, particularly within their own division, would have signed Mike Gusecki, so they franchise tag him. Then there's this talk. They haven't – then there's, you know, you're talking about Mike Gusecki being a better blocker. You know, they need him to be a better blocker. I mean, you looked at Mike Gusecki. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to ask him to block. I don't, I don't, I'm cool. I mean, that's always been a knock on Gusecki, but, I mean, accept the man for what he is. He's not a tight end. He's a receiver in a tight end's body. Right. That's really what he is. And so um with Gasecki, I don't it just honestly does I don't think they want him to involve him. And if they don't want to involve him, then I don't want him on my fantasy team. I'm sorry. I love yeah. you, Mike. Next year. Or maybe midseason trade. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe. Moving on to the next matchup. This one's intriguing for sure. We got the zero and zero San Francisco 49ers traveling to Chicago. To take on the zero and zero, zero and zero Chicago Bears. This game has a 41 and a half point total where the Bears are six and a half point home underdogs. Possible thunderstorms during this game. So definitely something to note. For Chicago, uh, wide receiver Velas Jones Jr. is a limited participant with a hamstring injury. And for uh San Fran side, it's not looking really nice for George Kittle. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> and oh man! Early. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. You know, I don't have any George Kittle this year. Uh, definitely, you know, love the man. Love his talent. I just, I, yeah, just need to get him on the field. Yeah, that's tough. Um, he was a DMP with a groin yesterday. Looked like he was a DMP again today on Thursday. So looking like he's on track to miss the game on Sunday. So on the 
continuing on the the, the Niners side, Debo Samuel, he was questionable with a with a knee, or he's questionable with a knee and was limited participant in practice. So, uh, Greg, where are you at with this game here? I'm going to take the under. Uh, definitely the thunderstorms may tie also to that. I'm going to take San Fran to cover, San Fran to win. San Fran and the Colts are my two survivor picks for uh, Survivor League. I'm in with two entries, so I do – Really, am very confident in these two teams and them dominating in this game, especially San Fran. Uh, they definitely have the advantage here in, in a lot of aspects of their of their team. Um, love Trey Lance in his first matchup here. I think this is built for him, even with the with the low scores and and the under. He has that uh, safe value. I think you know his rushing ability, so I think that's going to show here. Um, so I think he has low in QB one value for me. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I definitely love like his play here. I think he has RB one upside in this matchup. Um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, um, both those guys, especially if George Kittle can't go, uh, you know, especially, you know, Debo Samuel's, you know, wide receiver one, RB1, whatever you want to call it. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is definitely a flex play here, strong flex play. Uh, and then we'll, we'll take advantage of uh, his matchups. And on the Bears side, I'm only, you know, really looking to play David Montgomery because of the volume. Uh, I think it's still going to be a run-heavy offense. And Darnell Mooney because of his volume, his targets that he's going to get, he's um, in that low and wide receiver two range for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. I actually switched my pick because uh, I did have the over here, but I, I actually, oh man, it's just I keep going back and forth because how bad the Bears are gonna be. Yeah, man, the Bears are gonna be bad, man. It's, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna switch it. I'm switching. <laughs> the Bears are gonna be bad. We're gonna under. Uh, so I'm taking the under. Taking the Niners to cover. Niners to win. Niners at home too. Oh man, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, the Bears are at home. Oh, you're right. Again, with that versus twice, you know, I get there. You know, you'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) I just see at and think away. You know, it's true. But yeah, but this is verse, so you're home. So right, we'll get it. We'll get it. Right, maybe like week four. Week four. (laughs) Over under. Over under three and a half. Over under four, three and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) For sure. Uh, yeah, this could be an ugly, ugly game. Uh, but yeah, we're, I'm going to go with the under, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to stick with the under. I'm sticking with it. No, I'm going to stick with my original pick. I'm going with the over. So I have in my notes, it could be an ugly, ugly What's game. You got? I think we get the over, uh, San Fran to cover San Fran to win on the Chicago side. Uh, Justin Fields, I'm stashing him. I'll stash him. I may not start him, but I'll stash him. Um, Darnell Mooney. A volume-based RB or wide receiver three for me. David Montgomery, a volume-based RB three for me. And then Cole Komet, a volume-based tight end one. I will say stash Khalil Herbert, please, ahead of this game. Oh, yeah. Especially if you have David Montgomery. If you all, please. Whether whether you draft him or not. Yeah. Yeah. Stash him, please. Because there's a strong chance that he could finish the season as a starting running back. For the Chicago Bears, and it won't have to do with injury. So, just saying it. Yeah, something I did in my 16 team league, I had to like make sure you do it. Um, Trey Lance, not in my top 12 this week because of the matchup, which may not be as bad as the data might suggest. And I'm, and again, I'm using just to give people an idea of what I'm doing. I'm using the data from the end of last year, and the Bears were a better team on paper last year at the end of last year, especially defensively. 
Um, but they've made a lot of changes. Um, they've you know gotten cheaper, which means you probably get a little worse. <laughs> um, so Trey Lance, he's got the upside because of his rushing ability. All it takes is a is a rushing touchdown to add to his day. Um, it could really you know flip the day from being an oh my god, I can't believe I started Trey Lance. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I started Trey Lance. So <laughs> like you know, both of those things can can definitely happen. So I I think he's he's if you have Kirk Cousins, I probably start Trey Lance, right? Like I was Trey, you know. I mean, sorry, Kirk Cousins over Kirk Trey Cousins. Lance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if I had one of those safer options, even Aaron Rodgers, somebody we've talked about, I'd probably, Matt Ryan. I don't know if I go Matt Ryan. All right, we're, we're... <laughs> I don't know if I go Matt Ryan. Just I mean, maybe it's just like I mean, <laughs> when you say it. Initially, it's like okay, well, you know, like it could shoot out, but like, what if it's just the Jonathan Taylor show and he's not really involved? That's true. That's he's true. Getting the ball off like thirty times, so like, yeah, I'm gonna go Trey Lance just because of the upside. Um, but because of you know what I have here, I think you know, with, like you said, Kittle being potentially out, I think that would lean more like Debo Samuel Ayuk being you know, heavily utilized in this game here, so. You know, Debo Samuel, a wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside, where I got Brandon Ayuk as a uh, wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, an RB, an RB three for me with some RB two upside. You know, uh, definitely. I'm just gonna be curious to see, right, like how this running game really works out when you add Trey Lance to the mix. That was one of the things that I was concerned yeah. with last year. So I'm just gonna see how it plays out, but. Um, yeah, I mean, being six and a half point favorites, the running back should should definitely be heavily involved there. Moving on to the last game here, we've got the zero and zero Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Washington to take on the zero and zero Washington Commanders. This game has a forty three and a half point total, and the Washington Commanders are three and a half point home favorites. In terms of the weather, okay. In terms of injuries, Jacksonville, Foley Fadakasi, the defensive tackle, he's questionable. Don't know what what for, but he's questionable. Uh, on the Washington side, safety Cam Curl, he was DMP on Wednesday with a thumb injury. Um, don't know what his status is as of Thursday, but he's you know definitely a strong player in in the Washington secondary. So that could you know um, you know lead to some maybe potential higher higher scoring. Uh, impact in this game. Logan Thomas, the tight end, he's limited participant with a knee injury. Wide receiver Cam Sims, Cam Sims, limited participant with a concussion. And tight end Cole Turner, a limited participant with a hamstring injury. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I really, really like this game. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. Mm-hmm. Taking Jacksonville to win this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on the Jacks, on the Jacksonville side, I love Trevor Lawrence this week. Like, I really love Trevor Lawrence this week. If you guys watching on YouTube and you see I'm winning, you know, <laughs> like catch me on Saturday. We'll see about what happens, you know. But Trevor Lawrence definitely love him this week. Makes sense that I I really like his wide receiver one and Christian Kirk, uh, Travis Etienne. He's a, a a running back one for me. James Robinson. It's tricky. I mean, you could flex him. I think this game hits, like I said, I think it hits the over. I think we got a high-scoring game. So James Robinson scoring a touchdown, very probable. Uh, Zay Jones and Marvin Jones both have a ton of upside. If you're playing, especially if you're playing DFS, those are guys that are going to make it in my lineups. Marvin Jones always has that crazy 
spectacular game week one, him and Sammy Watkins, they do it every year. So uh, maybe it's possible. Um, Evan Ingram has some appeal as well, playing tight end for the Jacksonville Jags. So, like I said, I think this game shoots out. I like So I like Carson Wentz a lot on the other side this week. Love his weapons in McLaurin uh, as a wide receiver one. Jahan Dotson. I don't know what his roster ship is right now in Yahoo Leagues, but that is a guy – we will come here on Monday, and Greg's <laughs> going to do his breakdown, and I promise Ooh. you, Jahan Dotson will be on the waiver wire list. Oh, be man. He's only 22% rostered in Yahoo League, so <laughs> go, go get him so he doesn't have to be on the list, you know? He's going to be on the list. Oh, 22%? Okay. I'm about to sweep through all my leagues right now. <laughs> do the sweep through. <laughs> uh, on the In terms of Antonio Gibson, I think the volume is going to be there week one. Um, so that, that puts him in, you know, RB2, RB1 territory. I think RB2 would RB1 upside ultimately. And then JD McKissick, again, if this game shoots out, JD McKissick, we know he's the pass down back for the, for the Washington commanders. So he's, he's a guy that I think has some RB3 upside potentially in this game, but from a DFS perspective, I love stacking this game. It's one of my favorite, my, one of my favorite games on the slate. That's what's up. I, I totally agree with you with the assessments over. Uh, on the game, Jacksonville Jaguars, I got them covering. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, I got the winning. Uh, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence got it. He's definitely a, a good, great play this week, actually, because, yeah, the Washington Commanders definitely struggle in that secondary. Uh, it's definitely very attackable. So uh, I, I love the play here. Um, and his weapons, of course, you know, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, uh, and Travis Etienne. Uh, I think they're all playable. Uh, Evan Ingram, I think, could be, you know, has some upside, but I, I need to see it to believe it. Uh, and but definitely love ETN for sure. Of, of all those guys I named, uh, ETN has definitely uh, the highest upside. Um, besides Trevor Lawrence, and on the Washington side, yeah, Scary Terry has a uh, definitely started week upside here for me. Um, with the matchup here, uh, and just you know the the talent that he is and the targets that he's going to get uh, from Carson Wentz. Um, you know he loves you know throwing it down to his wide receivers, giving him a chance. Um, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, yeah, it definitely depends on this game script. Uh, especially if they're playing from behind uh, or if it's a competitive game, Jaden McKissick is going to get uh, monster and in target. So he could be playable as a, a low end flex uh, in PPR leagues, especially Antonio Gibson, I think is a is still a top 30 play. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer in Jahan Dawson. Uh, I know we got him a couple leagues or then. So I've seen his name popping up a lot. Uh, I think, yeah, definitely doing sweep through definitely going to be there and I'm excited to see what he can bring. Yeah, definitely, man. Like I said, he's 3,400 in DraftKings. So I'm just saying, play DraftKings, PPR, 3,400. It's a nice cheap flex. Mm-hmm. Help you stack up on some of these other high scoring games that we're going to cover tomorrow. Yes, sir. By tomorrow, I mean Saturday. Saturday morning, live, but it'll be in podcast platform. Um, you know, so again, if you are listening on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we appreciate you. You're just going to get the episode a little bit later, right? Not, not much later, but just a little bit later. Uh, but if you watch it live, that's like instant gratification right there. You know, Saturday morning, you're tilting. Uh, you know, Thursday night football maybe didn't go your way. And, you know, you know we're going to help you out. We're going to help you out. So tap in with us Saturday morning, 10 a.m., roughly 10 a.m. You know, obviously you've seen us. We've been rolling in here 
you know, 10, 15 minutes a little later than scheduled, but we'll get better. Trust us as, as, our, as we get our cadence down. Um, but 10 a.m. will be in here Saturday, breaking down the rest of the slate of games, um, doing starts of the week, playing some get money, which is a head-to-head DFS contest between Greg and myself. Cha-ching, cha-ching. The rules are interesting, but I'm not, you know, if you're new, I'm not going to spoil it for you now. You're going to have to tap in on Saturday and, you know, uh, check in with us and see see what's up when we play Get Money. But until next time, y'all, have a good one. Enjoy Thursday night football. The tilt is real. Watch out <laughs> for it. And uh, we'll catch y'all next. We'll catch y'all on Saturday. Peace. Yes, sir. We out.